Hi, I have an awesome yoga chat for you today with my student, Jane. It's super inspiring, full of some great insights on the practice and just a ton of fun. But before we get started, I wanted to tell you all about my free 10-day yoga challenge. If you are looking to up-level your yoga practice, gain a ton of strength, flexibility, and work on your balance, this challenge is for you. And it's unlike challenges you may have taken in the past because it's cumulative. Each day you add on to what you learned the day before. If you're interested, check out the show notes or go to my website at meetmeonyourmat.yoga to sign up. We've had so much fun with this and we want you to join us. And that's it for now when it comes to announcements. So let's get this episode going. Hello and welcome to the Meet Me On Your Mat podcast the space to get and stay inspired to keep up a lifelong yoga practice. My name is Tori, and I'm a yoga teacher that loves to explore the why of someone's practice. And that's what we do here. Expect conversations with real people that step on their mat daily, even though it would be easier to do something else with their time. Career, kids, the ups and downs of life and yoga, we are going to talk about it all. Let's get started. Hello, Jane. I am so excited that you are here with us and that you will be talking all things yoga and your yoga journey today. If you could, would you introduce yourself to us okay. all? I'm Jane. I um, am a teacher. I live in Geneva. I've been practicing yoga for about four years, I think. Okay. <laughs> you look like you're not sure if it's four. I'm not. Okay. I'm not good at keeping track of time. Okay. Could be five. I'll have to ask my sister. Okay. Yeah. And are you a mama too or? No, I have four. I'm a mama of four. Mama of four. And a dog mom too. Yeah. And a dog mom. And she may bark. Okay. So if she sees something interesting, she may bark. We like that. It's a little flavor around here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we think that, uh, so if it was four years ago, that was 2017, you started practicing yoga. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. I wish I I had a better brain, Tori. I don't. Hey, I don't remember dates. So I always say it's about four-ish years. Okay. It's probably, I'm going to say it's probably closer to five. I Um, do know it's June. It was June oh, okay. because it was the beginning of summer, my summer break. Okay. And um, what made you want to take your first class? My sister, Brenda, encouraged me. So we grew up playing a ton of sports, right? We mm-hmm. grew up in the 80s, and and we were outside all day playing. I grew up playing soccer. I was a runner. Um, then I had to have surgery on my bunions. And then I just joined that crazy period in the 90s when we were all doing like kickboxing <laughs> epaerobics. do you remember those days oh. yes I do. I um, do I was big into that and then my I was carrying um something heavy and I my back went out and I couldn't walk and Brenda had been doing hot yoga mm-hmm. at hella hot yoga in Aurora which was then Bikram and she encouraged me it took years for her to get me into the studio, but finally I'm like, yeah, I'm just so sick of my back hurting. Yeah. And so that's when I started. But yeah, no, I've been athletic my whole life. 
I believe it. I believe it. That for makes sure. sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what were your first impressions of the class? Uh, it reminded me, uh, so I, it wasn't my choice to stop running and that was my favorite form of exercise just from getting that runner's high and the way you sweat from the inside. So the minute I took the class, that first class, I was hooked. Just all that sweating and and just the (laughs) energy it took and the concentration, right? So I just loved it from the first moment and then that's I was hooked wow that's not everyone's story so right away you were like uh I have to I have to do this again yes 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 and then I was obsessed (laughs) so how often did you start practicing then right off right out of the gate like it was summer break and so I did it probably daily Wow. Well, they tell you, and I'm a rule follower, so I remember they were like, okay, you have to go the first few days and yeah. drink this amount of water. So I was definitely a rule follower. I did everything as planned. So, yeah. No, I get that, too. It's like, if you want me to do something, tell me it's a rule. <laughs> Not be like, I've got it. I will cover that. Give me the instructions. Yeah. Yes. Give me instructions, and I will do this. <laughs> and uh, were there... Uh, parts of the practice, because we're talking about Beaker Mewis, so a 26 and 2 practice, were there parts of the practice that just seemed effortless or um, were there, yes, were there any parts of it that you were like, oh, I totally have this? Oh, for sure. For me, it's always been the physical has been easier for me, um, you know, wanting to get into poses, um, kind of being fearless with like inversions and stuff. I just have so much fun with it, mm-hmm. right? It brings me back to being 10, yeah. being on the playground and doing a death trap on the on the monkey bars and all that, right? Mm-hmm. I've always been kind of that daredevil. The, um, that was the easy part, right? Yes. And then the they're physical. always like, oh, and even you, I remember, thank you for being on your mat. That was the easy part for me, like showing up. And once I got in the habit, it was mm-hmm. easy to go to yoga. It was never a question of whether I was going to yoga, unless something was going on at home. Uh-huh. It was easy for me to get into that regular practice. That's awesome. Does and that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And was it harder then when school started to keep the up your practice? The hardest part was if the time didn't, if there was a time, because I don't do well with home yoga or doing yoga on my own. Okay. I need, I need people. I need the community. I need people um, telling me what to do, but also um, other people being there with me helps yeah. keep me... Um, motivated does that make sense yes yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm like that too uh I uh, even though I do practice at home and I have for years it's I mean I've been on my mat for 15 years and I would say my home practice probably was developed within the last five years so Mm -hmm. it was like a whole decade of like you know it would be hard for me to just practice with no people, <laughs> you know, like with no, even as a teacher, like there's something about sharing the practice, you know, with a community yeah. that makes it very different. I will say there are certain things that I do every day now. Yeah. I do a headstand every day because it just helps my back. Really? Um, That's... So I do little things like that. Like if my back hurts, I'll, my family pleases me endlessly because I'm constantly doing yoga when I'm watching TV and stuff. 
Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I, I, that's just kind of the lifestyle, isn't it? Once you realize how great it feels, you just want to make it part of your day, no matter what it yeah. is. Yeah. So um, within the, let's talk, talk about your first year of practice, because you did have back problems and, and some issues, some physical issues. Did you notice any huge, um, huge changes in your body, like positive changes? Um, I, I mean, relief for my back, but then it would, I would, as I get stronger, my back might be sore from just like today, my thighs are sore just from today's class, for instance, Yeah, because we were working things with, that we hadn't worked in a while. Yeah. So things like that, but it's good pain, right? It's different. It's stronger. Yeah. So that first year, I noticed that feeling of just getting stronger and getting back into shape. Mm-hmm. It had been a long time. And did you consider yourself out of shape before you started yes. yoga? Okay. Yes, I wasn't running. I wasn't, at, you know, I didn't belong to a gym like I had like in the 90s and my 20s. Um, I had been doing my kids. I had three under three. So I, whoa, whoa. I was chasing kids. Now I would go on walks and I was active with them. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was just sitting on the couch. And, you know, like for me, I've always been little. So health is different for me. Like I've never had to worry about my weight, mm-hmm. but my cholesterol is high. Oh, that okay. Yeah. So, or it's high-ish, like it's borderline. It sure. in my family. So... That kind of stuff. I was feeling really good. I was sleeping really well that first year. I noticed I was hungry, like in a good way. I wanted like really good food. And I'm Italian, so that was good. So give me like <laughs> pasta and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to eat all the time. I just remembered thinking how everything tasted so good too. But um, I was doing yoga every day, so that's probably why. And then just drinking all that water mm-hmm. also helps. So you notice the benefits from your skin and all that. That's all true. <laughs> so they say it when you start, and you're like, eh, I don't know if I believe you. But it is all true. Yes, it is. It, um, and it's so true when you come out of yoga. It's not like you crave something like greasy or anything like that. Like you want something that just is so substantial and clean and and beautiful, you know, has very simple tastes. Yeah. And then you find yourself eating like that all the time, you know, um, and For you sure. start to listen to what your body actually wants, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I need some extra salt on this, or I need, you know, I don't need any yeah. salt, or I don't want sugar with that, or whatever. So you start being more of an intuitive eater as well, I think, because you're pretty tuned into what the body needs to continue to practice. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. good. Awesome. So, um, what has been the most eye-opening lesson for you through your through the last four years when it comes to your practice? I didn't realize how I, it would help me. It, this was the big thing, like just like learn to meditate and learn to go like what is the word? within yourself right mm-hmm. I'm still working on that that's really hard like all the breath work is still super challenging but it's a good challenge mm-hmm. so that's the kind of stuff that I'm constantly in awe when for instance 
today, um, I think it was triangle breathing. Mm -hmm. I was shocked at how hard that was for me. It can be at first. Um, So uh, for those of you listening, it was uh, uh, inhale of four, a hold of the breath for four, and then an exhale for four, and then continue with the inhale right afterwards. And it can be at first because you start to take in too much or too little on that inhale. And then once you've done that, it kind of falls apart. But if you practice it regularly, you do... It just like any other breathing exercise, right? It doesn't right. bother you as much. But what it does is, you know, for me, I like to teach you guys those little tricks um, that isn't like a, a Bikram Pranayama breathing that you can't do in public, right? But you yeah. could do this in public and no one would know about it and it would bring you back to your breath. So I'm always yeah. trying to find those like little hacks, you know, of like how can I get them to do a, um, a breathing exercise that's not totally bizarre to the outside world, totally normal to us, you know, alternate nostril breathing or whatever, like we could do all this stuff with each other and it would be normal, but bring it away. And maybe you would feel uncomfortable in certain circumstances doing it. But with that or box breathing, um, those are uh, simple enough and, you know, that and not obtrusive to other people that um, is a great way in a meeting maybe to start doing it. No one would know, and you'd be back at your breath and probably a little bit more right. sustained for that moment. I like how you said that. Like the simple things, that's what I find the most difficult, and that surprises me. Okay, so that's, Does that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Because you're like, well, why do I need someone to tell me how to breathe? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it seems like it's really simple, but. Um, you know, it's not because we haven't been taught those things, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like more and more, and maybe you as a teacher are, implement this in your classroom as well. Like more people are bringing meditative things into the classroom or breathing exercises. Has that been the case for you? It's okay if it's Absolutely. Not. Actually, I um, ended up taking a mindfulness course to learn how to teach mindfulness in the mm-hmm. classroom and the first thing that you learn is that you can't teach anyone mindfulness until you learn it yourself yes. and so I'm like well I've got a long way to go because for <laughs> sure I'm still learning about all that oh well we all are I mean it's I really so true and you go through waves of it where you're like really on it like you feel really present in every moment and is are appreciating the contrasts of life like the up and downs of it and then you have other days where you're so like <laughs> nowhere near being centered and I just think that that's the human experience <laughs> so true. it just it's the human experience but it's true it's uh the easiest things are usually the most difficult you know mm-hmm. especially yeah. if you're physically uh adept like you were you know so you've always been athletics you're already kind of in tune with your body so creating a shape or working on creating a posture or bringing a posture into your body seems natural. Whereas maybe some of the other stuff seems a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And harder to reach because of that. Yeah. So, um, what's the most unexpected result that you've gotten from your practice? I would say just the joy, like the, again, the simple joys, like, Mm -hmm. I, when you say we get to do a headstand today, I'm like, yay. <laughs> so just those fun, like, and, and like today you had us do the pose um, mermaid and yeah. it was just so much fun for me. And so it's that, that's yeah. the joy, right? 
Yes, absolutely. And finding that like, ooh, it's a new posture or we haven't tried this before. Or maybe I can do it if we haven't if we have done it before. Like maybe this is the day where I can take it a little further because of how I've been working. So Yeah. And then also like it's like almost like puzzle pieces. Like I have explored different types of yoga. So mm-hmm. I I knew like and I it was about two years ago I was really interested in learning more about restorative yoga. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up leaving the one studio and then trying other different studios that offered different classes. And what I realized is that you need like, you need really good instructors, right? Who know what they're doing. That's like the most important thing. That's the teacher in me. And also you start to learn as you, as you take other classes, you realize, oh, I already know this. Yeah. I can do this. I already know this sequence. And it feels good. So it's like confidence booster as well. Does that make sense? Oh, gosh, yes. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, and I remember having that conversation with you where you're like, I'm I'm interested in trying other things. And I was like, then go try them. You know? Yeah. Like I remember we had that. I was like, go try them. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. at that time, I was teaching... Uh, twenty mostly twenty six and two and some other stuff like that was every once in a while. Now it's all other stuff, right? So um, yeah, that was the first when they started offering the twenty six and two. That's when I realized there were other things, and then I could do it. And I oh, was you like, mean like, I could do this. The twenty six plus, you mean? Where yeah. It was like, yeah. And then they stopped offering it. I'm like, oh no, I, know, I want that to start a favorite doing of yours. more. Yeah, yeah, because there's so much more, and uh, it's you know not everybody's looking to develop more. They really like that that foundational practice, and I totally understand that. But I was also like that. Like I was also always, always exploring other postures, or what if I took this posture further, or what's the full expression of this posture? And I think that kind of is the key to keeping it going. Because if you're curious then it makes it interesting, you know, because it's not always the same. Uh, And I think that curiosity pulls you through into more of like, I've been practicing a decade, I've been practicing 20 years, you know, stuff like that, because of that curiosity factor and and seeing where you can take your practice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, What does your practice look like today? And we kind of delved into that a little bit, but... So I do the online, but I also, I have joined like a in-person gym too okay. that offers, again, different types of yoga. Like yin yoga is something that I've been Beautiful. doing more of where you hold. And it kind of reminds, so again, it reminds me of your um, myofascial work. Is that yes, how you the SMR stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, stuff, where moves. they talk about how you hold these deep postures to um reach the fashion I'm like oh I've heard this <laughs> I know all about it Lori <laughs> talks about that you know and so and um so I do that I do both okay yes you know it's a great to have a blend um yeah and uh do you still, still do it do daily still, yoga uh, daily yoga okay and yeah. so do you uh, is it always um something different then or do you ever go back to the 26 and 2 no, it's always something different. Okay. So you've evolved beyond it very quickly, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, the, the studio I go to, they do offer um, like a Bikram 60. Okay. But it's, they really have moved away from that traditional, um, you know, the, um, the way they... Yeah. Um, what do you, The dialogue. Right. And the, the 
dialogue. Yeah. The, the dialogue. They've moved away from it, mm-hmm. and then but the you can t- always tell the people who are trained in have it. been teaching it for a long time because they'll say it used to be this way, but yeah. you can do it this way now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and like that's it's all evolved, and I, it should be because the thing is, is it's changed. We know way more about the body and how it responds to yoga. Um, we're just a little slicker, I think, when we, it comes to that. And so as it's evolved and changed and our knowledge of the human experience and the body has changed, then the words have to fit it. <laughs> or it has sure. to be fit to individual bodies and uh, modifications have to be made for certain individuals. And and I think it's it's... It's all good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all just, it's all just walking you into better health and balance, right? So it's, yeah. all yeah. of it is all good. Whether so, if you're listening and you're like, "No, I love the dialogue and I love it the way it was," great. You know, I think that if that works for you, that works. But it doesn't work for everybody, and so if it doesn't work for everybody, then those people that are you know drawn to the other stuff, great. You know, it's all great. All yeah. accepted here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, all right. So um, what are some of the postures that you thought were never going to be possible for you that you've actually realized within your practice? Standing head to knee. Standing head to knee? Yeah. That's yeah. the one that was so, like, I, it hurt when I first tried it, but I can, I'm almost able to get into the expression where you put your knee to your shin yeah so it's exciting that that because that's the physical like I'm very competitive even Mm -hmm. with myself I'm like I'm gonna get this yeah so yeah that's the one and then things really have changed because if you're able to do that and you used to have back problems what has happened is because that posture creates such a long line in the body from the top of the head to the standing leg foot that things really have evolved and changed for you through that back line so that's awesome jane i love that Um, i have an x-ray i should take i should have them do an x-ray so when i hurt my back yeah um they took an x-ray i went to like a chiropractor thing or pain clinic and that's when they told me i had degenerative disc okay i wonder if it is different i i would be curious to see it i don't know yeah but things definitely have changed if you're able to get into that and you're able to facilitate your core in such a way that that back line can stretch as mm-hmm. well. So that's incredible. Uh, which posture has surprised you the most? Dolphin. Oh, okay. That's the one that I I couldn't do. And that's, again, it goes back to me being so competitive. When I can't do a posture at first that I think I should be able to do, mm-hmm. I get like, I don't get angry with myself. I just get very determined. Mm-hmm. And so that one just, confused me at first I, I didn't know if I was doing it right I started getting calluses on my elbows oh that's right I kind of remember that that face yeah <laughs> and now the calluses are gone yeah or yeah. they're just there permanently I don't know <laughs> um I think I was t- talking to you guys in class but usually uh hero Supta Vidrasana for like the first five years of my practice I had calluses on the top of my feet and then oh, yeah. How funny. over time it went away, but it was so yeah. hard for me, even as a dancer, to have that um, that top bone of the foot on the floor like that in the correct yeah. way that my body started creating a callus for it. And I had them for years, and then they went away, so something shifted. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's interesting how the body responds. Like, well, we'll just put a callus there <laughs> if you're going to do this so, to you. I, it's so confusing to me because certain postures I get into right away and I just don't understand. And then other ones I'm like, oh, like, um, what is the one where my knees are like this? A double pigeon forward. Oh, right? Yeah. And then, um, or stack steel. I think it's steel or something where you put, bring your foot forward. Which one is the this? sole of my foot is completely over. So you, you're like, you're in, um, you bring your knee to the floor, it's like tree, and then you put your knee down and yeah. then you go all the way forward. Oh, so like a short person prep. So a prep yeah. for short person or we, in the gauche lineage, sometimes they call it beach pose. Beach pose. Yeah. My, my foot, the sole of my foot is on the floor. Yeah. And always has been from the first time I tried that. Yeah. So it's just so confusing to me. Poses like that are so easy. And then double pigeon. I... <laughs> it's all different though. It's, um, and that's, that's what's great is street. everybody's going to find something that challenges their body, yeah. you know, in, in some way, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it is interesting as I'm thinking about those two postures, but I also understand why when you're doing double pigeon forward bending or it's also called stack the log and you're, you're forward bending, folding over that, you have some hip flexion happening and that would not be happening when you come into short person prep. Got so, it. Yeah. It's just that much different, you know? Um, so it is interesting though. <laughs> Uh, do you have a posture that once was super easy for you and now it's not? Fixed firm for me has always been pretty easy, but recently I wouldn't say it's harder. It's just different because I'm trying to get my chest up higher. And, and so I'm thinking about things that I wasn't thinking about before. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense, and that's oh, usually then it, then it's harder. Yeah, that's usually why. Um, I always think that the first couple of years of your practice, there's certain things that are easy because you don't understand the whole thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you didn't hear everything, or you don't, you haven't gotten the instruction that you needed to, um, and then all of a sudden you you get in front of a teacher that tells you something different about it, or you start realizing new things about the posture and kind of blows it apart. Right. Yeah. And so then it's almost like, oh, I didn't know that posture at all. And it used to feel yeah. easy. Now I'm understanding it better. And it never was easy. But in my brain, it felt easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. Someone um, the other day told me that my foot was sickle. And I'm like, you're right. It is. My foot is sickle. So I've been trying to unsickle my foot. And so that means like all these postures that I could do so easily before now. You have to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's why it's important to have an instructor, right? It's like yeah. you're not going to realize everything about what your body is doing and the avoidances that it makes too, you know? Yeah. Um, you have to be really vigilant on that and also get in front of people that can help you with that and stay in alignment. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you couldn't practice – yoga anymore how would your life change i think i would go back to you know like the lack of sleep mm-hmm. it impacts 
everything, right? Like all the things you don't think about. For me, it helps me sleep. It helps me stay calm. Helps me when I'm angry, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so then I, for those of you, because no one can see you, but if you saw her face, everybody, <laughs> her face fell. Like your eyebrows went down. You were like, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, yeah. What else could I do? Because I finally found something that could replace running. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I do, because I was a runner too. Um, and there's very few things I think that are as interesting for me, at least, you know? Because yeah. with running, you were like, well, maybe I go a little further. What would happen if I did this? And yoga kind of has that same kind of forward yeah. motion. And even yeah. though you never leave your mat, <laughs> there mm-hmm. is this forward motion thing. Yeah. So if you could tell someone that's just beginning their practice or that has yet to really give yoga a try, like maybe they've taken one or two classes, just one thing, what would it be? Like, have fun with it, right? So find whatever posture, you know, brings you joy and just, that yeah for me it's the headstands and I didn't start doing that until last summer right yes and you hit it for the first time online too yeah we've we went through that whole phase with the in spirit community where all of a sudden it was like five or six of you started hitting your first headstand at home online um yeah away from the wall it was it was like, oh, she can do it. I bet I could do it away from the wall, too. It was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, that's, like, yoga can be fun. Like, I think there are preconceived notions about well, what yoga is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that comes from, but but drop all those, like, preconceived notions, right? Yeah. And just have fun. Have fun with it. Well, and also find someone that makes it fun, too, because I've definitely had classes that were not fun. (laughs) Yeah, there are. My husband's like hippie. He calls it hippy-dippy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. If you're feeling like it's too hippy-dippy, then it probably is. Well, you just have to find the right fit for you. And we're in this time where there are so many different types of yoga and there's so many great teachers out there. And now with online yoga, so many people are accessible to you that were not accessible to you before, you know. Um, And so it's a really great time to find find your yoga, whatever that is, and what does bring you joy. So if you like someone that is super serious and, you know, likes to delve into certain things that – you know, is, is your little heart space around yoga, then you will find them. And if you like people that like to keep it a little bit more lighthearted, then -hmm. you'll find them, you know? Yeah, Um, exactly. And there are many possibilities. There are, you know, um, and every teacher is not for you. Uh, I used to be a big proponent of like, if you don't like a teacher, you need to go back in a month because it's probably just your attitude. And I still believe that. But then if you've been trying and trying and trying and trying to like a class, Stop it. There's other classes to take, <laughs> you know, like there's sure. just, just don't make this a drag, make it fun, make it a party, make it a celebration, you For know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, I have some quick questions. I call it a lightning round answering okay. one word, but if it takes you more than one word, I kind of don't shut things down. That's what okay. everybody knows at this point. So if you have more to say on something, then I want to hear it. All right. Okay. So one word to describe yoga. 
Oh, I got one. I love this word. It's like my favorite word. Blissful. Oh, yeah. I love that word. Blissful. Your least favorite posture? Double pigeon. <laughs> Double pigeon forward bending. All right. Favorite posture of the moment? I think it's called dragon. Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, so you're down, you, it's a yin pose. Okay. Pose. But you're, you do it because you, you're, it's like runner's pose too, I've heard it called, where you put your hands on the floor, mm-hmm. your one leg is out, and then you roll to the outside of your foot, and you're stretching. Okay, so it's like, um, kneeling pyramid. Yes. Or runner stretch, but with the runner foot out, stretch. but the foot falls yes. to the side instead of keeping the foot straight. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll have to play around with that one. Thanks for that. You love it. Why do you love it? Um, when you re- so you hold it. So what I what I'm loving right now about Yin Yoga is you hold these poses, and it's not the pose; it's when you release from the pose. Yeah. It feels so good. So Sphinx pose, you hold it. What a simple pose, right? Yeah. I love Sphinx pose. You hold it. And you, the other day, gave me a tip that I've been using that helps a lot is to use your thighs or your um, quad. You push on your quad. Um, And I've been doing that. And then you hold it for like five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you release is when you feel it. And how did that help your posture by pushing the quads down and sphinx? Did it help you? It took some pressure off my lower back. Yeah. Yep. I was like, did it help with the ribs and the hips and the, you know, so getting out of that lumbar, especially for Sphinx, especially a long hold, you could just smack right into the lumbar spine and hang. For sure. And hang. Sure. Yeah. So you have to find ways in those cobras and Sphinx and seals to kind of figure out how to help the Mm -hmm. low spine instead of just murder it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What is a book you would recommend? A book? book? Any book. Oh, I, okay, so one book. I, I was talking to you the other day about this. I have a stack of book, uh, books. I have been finding it so hard to read. Um, I've been so busy with my family. But one book that I am almost finished with is Untamed by Glenn oh, yeah. Doyle. Or so, Glennon Doyle. I yeah, loved it. Glennon Doyle. It's so good, yeah. isn't it? I'm almost finished. It's so good. that. that um, Because we did that for the book club. For me, I saw that. that. I'm club. like, I could join this one. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't happen, but that's okay. It's going to happen eventually. You'll catch up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't you love that that thing where she's talking about the hot yoga class that her friend went to and she didn't, yeah. she's like, the door wasn't even locked. <laughs> 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 like, why did I stay there when I really was miserable and like sick and the door wasn't even locked and just kind of... Yeah. Like not taking care of yourself, but worried about other people's expectations. There's yeah. just so many beautiful moments in that book. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, a memorable correction or adjustment that you've had. I think that's funny because, like, your voice, your voice is my inner voice during yoga. <laughs> that's, funny. that's hysterical. <laughs> so no matter who is teaching me. Um, if I get into certain postures, I hear you going from across the tailbone, tailbone under, your tailbone or whatever you said. So it's not just one. It's just like pretty much all the time. Okay. Whenever I take yoga, I have Tori's corrections in my head. Isn't that so funny? Corrections and adjustments. Yeah. Keeping that low spine long. 
Um, all right. Well, that's hysterical to me. Um, well, okay. So if you could get, Jane, if you could get one person on there, Matt, that has yet to practice or has stopped practicing, who would it be? My daughter, my 15-year-old. Your 15-year-old, yeah. Yeah. I think it would really benefit her. As it would most teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll just pl- we'll put it out there in the universe and then maybe it That's will That's what happen. I'm hoping. Yeah, little by Yeah, I know Bella loves, you know, Bella's hooked. Yeah. It's easy for her. Um, and she loves yoga. My son, I think, would be really good, too. So I, I, can I just say all of my kids? Absolutely. <laughs> I just want them to experience yoga. Yeah. I wish I had experienced from a younger age. I think we all do. Like, life would have been way different if, you know, 18-year-old Tori had walked into a yoga class instead of 28-year-old Tori. You know, still grateful That's I found it so at 28. True. But it would have been wildly different i think but you're supposed to find it when you find it if it's meant for you yeah i hear you that's hard that's hard to hear but i hear you it is i mean it's a really hard thing there's so many people in my own life that i would like you know their life would be so much better if they just practiced or they went Mm -hmm. back to their practice but Mm -hmm. you can never do that they have to give that gift to themselves you know exactly so you all you can do really is just to keep your own practice going you know Mm mm-hmm and hopefully that inspires them to get back to it or get to it. Yeah. My husband joined me one time. It was kind of funny. He did the hot yoga, the 90 minutes. Yeah. He, he nearly died, but yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have That's to... That's when I realized maybe yoga isn't for everyone. He gave it a good go, though. Yeah. Well, maybe sometime we'll get him on the mat with me. I would love to have him there. <laughs> yeah. Look at she's just laughed. <laughs> All right. So what's your uh, posture goal of the moment? Uh, posture that you feel like you're, I hate to use the word goal. I'm trying to get away from that. Um, but what's a posture you're really interested in working on? Uh, it, I've been practicing it, actually. You introduced it um, at our first in-person, like back in June. Yeah. Right? So you go from a headstand to crow. Yeah. And it's something that I just keep falling out of. And I'm like, why do I keep falling out of this? I'm very, like, I love headstands. I love crow. Yeah. I just can't put them both together. So It's just the beginnings of your transitions, you know. Yeah. So once you get that, then a lot of your uh, transitions within flow will change. And will yeah. get better. And you'll be able to do more of that stuff because you can do... Yeah you know, so much when it comes to that, you know, and just be working through that. And it's so fun once you get there. So just keep, just, it's one of those things that just is going to take time. But then when you get it, it's going to mean that much more to you than if you had gotten it right away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. All right. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to share or anything else you would like to say when it comes to yoga and your practice or to tell the people out there? I don't think so. Just that I really enjoy this group of people and I feel like, you know, no matter where I go to practice yoga, when I come to your Zoom or whatever, I feel like I'm home, right? All right, I'm with my people, you know, it's just such a good feeling. Oh, well, I'm so glad you're with us, Jane. Um, Yeah. You know, every single person that's part of this community is so important and they're like such an important facet and bring their own personality and um joy for the practice and uh yeah i i just 
I've always, and I said this to my mom this weekend, I said, I've always dreamed of having like this, uh, you know, group of people that just really gets each other and is, you know, there's no judgment and it's just fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I never really thought that it would happen through, you know, me teaching a yoga class. Yeah. And of co- over COVID, right? right? But it's really just, it's such a blessing, whether it's in yeah. person or it's online. It's just the energy that you all have created is exactly. just full of joy. It's blissful. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's blissful. blissful. I love that word. Oh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Um, now I've learned all about the postures you're working on <laughs> and what you're avoiding and what you love. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, now I'm thinking I shouldn't have said anything. I know. It's like there's going to be a lot I of double pigeon forward bending happening. No, I'm only kidding. We'll get you through that, though. That's going to change pretty quick, the way you I practice. So. Yeah. But thank you. So. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I'm looking forward to sharing this conversation with everyone. Sounds good. Yeah. Didn't you just love that chat? Jane has come so far so fast in her practice, and it's been too fun to watch over the years. And I love that she's so adventurous with it all, trying out new classes and methods. But I also love and appreciate that she thinks of this space as her home base. I would never take that lightly, and I'm super grateful to everyone that has a unique part in this community. You all are the best. I look forward to connecting with all of you again next week for another yoga chat. Until then, I look forward to the day I get a chance to meet you on your mat.